Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of JM Rewind here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, earlier uh, last week, we had an opportunity to speak with Vivian Grossman of JNF about uh, Giving Tuesday. Today is, in fact, Giving Tuesday, and we encourage everybody to go to JNF.org and contribute and have your donation doubled. That's how it works. Go to JNF.org, support the great work of the Jewish National Fund. My conversation with Vivian Grossman about Giving Tuesday and about social media and JNF follows next. You are listening to JM Rewind here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Vivian Grossman is with us live via telephone, speaking to us from the Sunshine State. She is the national chair for social media at JNF, the Jewish National Fund. They have a massive day coming up this Tuesday, which we'll talk about, and so many other things that are happening when it comes to the JNF, the Jewish National Fund. Vivian Grossman, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. Good morning. How are you? Everything is wonderful. Nice to speak to you. Probably a little bit warmer where you are than where we are. <laughs> Just a bit. I hear the degrees, and I think I look outside and think it's quite beautiful, but it's all good. It is certainly all good. Well, JNF is uh, certainly all good. They've done amazing work uh, over all these years and have been so instrumental in bridging the gap between Israel and the diaspora. And now... Uh, you are national chair for social media. At what point did this incredible organization, which is at the top of its game, realize that they really have to have a separate entity dealing with social media? Well, a few years ago, Russell Robinson came to us and said, Russell Robinson, the visionary JNF CEO, yep. said, I challenge you guys to go out and make a stand in social media. We didn't have much going on. We realize that social media is where it's at. That's how people are getting the message, the information. That's how people are learning. And he challenged us to go out and create a kind of Harvard case study for volunteerism. And we put the word out that we needed help. We were looking for social media pros who loved Israel, understood Israel, understood the Positively Israel movement. And starting about four years ago, we had the most amazing, dedicated professionals step forward and help move the bar forward. It was, it's been an amazing ride, and we have, an, we have virtually created a social media volunteer company within JNF Pretty that amazing. covers so many bases. And there's so many different things. I mean, this is something that we've always enjoyed with JNF over the last few years. There's so many different, uh, I don't want to say departments because that sounds way too official, so many different angles and, and so many different contributions. I'm not speaking uh, uh, financial contributions. I'm speaking uh, uh, social and in, 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 in reference to the building of the land of Israel contributions that are going on under the JNF umbrella. I can only imagine that the social media component uh, it just brings that forward to everybody and really helps highlight all the different things that are going on on a regular basis with JNF. We try. We have an incredible committee. We go to Israel once a year. Right. We brainstorm. We work really hard, long days, and we come home and we create campaigns and we try and make really vibrant campaigns because JNF is doing so much in so many areas, for instance, special needs. So we really want to highlight that an inclusive society is a kinder and more gentler society. Yeah. So we often run campaigns about all that JNF is doing to move the bar forward in the special needs area. Um, and we have a lot of fun doing that. We, our blog is called JNF Impact. And if you Google JNF Impact, it will come up right away. And you'll see 
blogs by people. JNF is such an unusual organization because lay leaders such as myself can really impact change and really drive home what touches your heart. It's an unusual organization that allows people to take action. And, and one of the things that we emphasized as we did the Branching Out series, which uh, I, I thought just opened up so many people's eyes to so many different aspects of the organization and the work that's being done, uh, it, it seems that everybody, you mentioned special needs, but there's so many other areas as well where, where people you know, can, can take their own interests. If somebody has uh, uh, you know, a desire to do any type of project, in Israel, I mean, it can be sports-related, it can be a cultural project, it can be a security project, it can be something in an area that has never been touched before by the organization. They will do what is possible uh, to help move that forward and to help make that happen. And I would assume through social media, people are discovering more and more of those specialty campaigns and of the you know specific ways where their uh, that their support can uh, can be utilized because you're able to to be out there in the social media like that. We hope so. We have 20, about 20 task forces, all driven by lay leaders, and we in social media work with all the task forces to get the word out. Or on Facebook, we have a very strong presence. The uh, JNF Jewish National Fund national page is really vibrant. It's really informative. You can learn so much. If you want to learn who what and where is moving the pro-Israel, positively Israel, JNF far forward. Our JNF national page is amazing. You will learn so much. We have a page called Humans of JNF <laughs> that hi- highlights the individuals who are um, making a difference. Vivian Grossman's with us. She's the national chair for social media at JNF, the Jewish National Fund. We'll talk about Giving Tuesday in a moment. Um, now, aside from the blog that you mentioned, I, I would guess that on any social media platform, and most of us are familiar with the you know uh, three to seven or ten that are out there that are you know uh, most prevalent and prominent. Uh, I guess all people need to do is basically search JNF, and they'll come across what your contribution is to that specific social media platform. Hopefully, if you're on Facebook, Jewish National Fund, Humans of JNF, those are two pages that will really highlight what we're doing and who are the people that are doing it, because there's hundreds of me, just lay leaders who woke up one day and said, or just people going about our day who woke up one day and said, if not us, then who? We need to step forward and make sure Israel stays strong, and JNF is Israel, so there's no other organization that is Israel as JNF, so we got involved, and JNF gives the opportunity for lay leaders to make a huge difference. This is basically the feeling we got as we were doing the series, um, help us help Israel. That's basically the message. Hey, hey, what could you do, JNF, to help us help Israel? And it seems they always have the answer, depending on the specific uh, desire of the uh, either uh, um, um, uh, volunteer or uh, a specific lay leader. Out there, they always right, seem right. to have the answer. Wednesday morning, it's Jam and the M. Vivian Grossman is with us, a national chair for social media with JNF. All right, uh, let's talk about um, doubling one's impact on two. And there are a lot of days coming up now, uh, Vivian, as you know. There's Thanksgiving Day, there's Black Friday, <laughs> there's Small Business Saturday, all these different days. Uh, this right. coming Tuesday, on the 29th of November, it's going to be a very special day for Israel because you've designated it, you meaning JNF, have designated it as Giving Tuesday, where every single gift that is given on that day, the 29th of November. By the way, very um, 
a significant date in Jewish history, the as we call it, Haftet November, the 29th of November. That's the day that the uh, partition plan was voted on in the United Nations back in 1947. Uh, anybody who contributes that day, their contribution is going to go even further. Explain what's going on with Giving Tuesday and JNF. Sure. Uh, as you said, everybody's heard of Black Friday, Cyber Monday, the days of <laughs> Oh, Cyber Monday, by. that's it, right. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Giving Tuesday is the day of giving thanks. It's a day of global giving, and it's driven by the power of social media. And it's really meant to inspire people to take action. And Giving Tuesday is an amazing day. All donations given to JNF on that day are matched. They're doubled. So you can double your impact. It's an incredible opportunity to really move the bar forward to allow JNF to accomplish all of its incredible visionary huge goals so we're really excited about it we've been in the forefront for the last few years jnf has been written about about the work that we've done to inspire people on giving tuesday we've been a major front runner on giving tuesday and we're so excited that this year we're really going to knock it out of the ballpark once again all right so it's very simple uh anytime tuesday when people see the link or if they're are encouraged by their friends or followers on social media to share a link or whatever you come across regarding JNF this coming Tuesday. Uh, it's as simple as that. Your contribution is going to be worth two times uh, the actual value that you are giving, and uh, everybody out there is encouraged to give and to participate as much as possible. This is obviously unique for social media. Now, outside, I'm trying to think. You know, outside of matching challenges that are done at some dinners out there, you know, when people uh, mm-hmm. get up and uh, this is really the only matching challenge that people in in this era can participate in you know through social media through the web and uh, getting out there and uh, with the click of a uh, of a mouse have the the impact that they're having out there doubled automatically so uh, pretty cool when it comes yeah. to so- when it comes to social media that's one aspect of the entire category that is unique gives everybody a chance to uh, make their dollars go a lot further uh, for the organization. So it's uh, every gift that uh, comes up on the 29th of November, this coming Tuesday, which is Giving Tuesday, you'll have a chance to double your impact with JNF and um, and multiply your contribution by two. When was your most recent visit to Israel, Vivian? I just got back. I just started getting over my jet lag. I was in <laughs> Israel for almost a month. I got back about 10 days ago. Any and specific JNF project that uh, that struck your fancy as you were there? So I was very lucky. I actually led a mission of 22 people, two of whom had never been to Israel before. Wow. I was really, that's always a, a very special experience. But I would say for all of us, one of the highlights was going to Halutza, mm. which is a group of three communities, literally on the Egypt-Gaza border, and these are people, many of whom lived in Sinai. They were displaced from Sinai into Gaza, displaced from Gaza, and they've built their lives in Chalutza. And it is, if you want to be inspired, come with JNF to Chalutza. JNF has been instrumental in building these communities as well as the medical center and kindergarten. Right. These are people that have the biggest zest for life. You'll come away feeling grateful and have so much gratitude. This is an area where Arafat was offered and said, it's dead, nothing will grow. We've eaten the sweetest pineapples, carrots, cauliflower, the the tomatoes that are taller than a tall person. It's just so inspiring that they literally live 
meters, 200 meters from Egypt, and yet the children run freely. They have the greatest life, and they live in gratitude. I would say for our group, that was a highlight, as well as going to many of the um, Zionist, uh, the um, historic heritage sites, going to Atlit and the Bullet Factory, the Iron Institute, right. was both educational and beyond inspiring. I know the Medical Center continues to progress in terms of uh, JNF's vision for the South. It's something that's quite mm-hmm. necessary, and that continues to progress. I've, I've been told, and this is one place I want to get to ASAP, that the uh, Visitor Center up in Akko, and whoever would have dreamed that that would be the, mm-hmm. the center of northern tourism to Israel, um, not only is coming along, but I believe it's officially open at this point. And, it is officially open. And which is pretty mm-hmm. remarkable and incredible, and uh, I'm sure that will increase people traveling to the northern part. And not just traveling, I think it will increase people actually staying overnight and spending a few days up north uh, compared to what people used to do in the old days. JNF has a really unusual vision because we're moving 300,000 people to the north. Well, right. that's easier said than done because you not only have to give them housing, but you have to give them a quality of life. So when Russell Robinson, visionary CEO, looked at the north, he said, we echo needs to be, it is amazing, the history there, Mm -hmm. it can be a gem. He saw the vision and been fortunate to go to Akko every year for the last four or five years. And now it's amazing. It's clean. They have a new shook that opened that is stunning with beautiful quality products and restaurants. And the visitor center has turned out to be key in promoting local businesses. We realize we have to support the local businesses that are there. The businesses in the Western Galilee are amazing. The wineries, the quality arts, arts and crafts products, the food, the restaurants, incredible. So we opened the visitor center to support these businesses so people won't just go to Akko, go to the Crusader City, buy a bottle of water and leave. Right. And now you see it as a destination and stay and love it. It's amazing. No question about it. The way you described it is exactly what used to happen until, right. until right. this no point. No longer. No longer. Now they're staying. Also, and it's beautiful. The work being done at the Heritage Center in the, in the Gush, which has been completely uh, uh, revamped and really made into a state-of-the-art um, uh, tribute yeah. uh, now in 2016 and we are so looking forward as I'm sure you are uh, because we'll be there during the week of Jerusalem 50 please God in the month of May awesome. when Givat awesome. uh is going to house one of the most incredible um, uh, pieces of uh, of this entire Jewish history puzzle and that is JNF's contribution in terms of a uh, a real uh, tribute a museum and tribute to Givat um, Moshe uh, Ammunition Hill and its role in the Six Day War, and we'll be able to enjoy that and really appreciate it 50 years later. So we're looking yeah. forward to that uh, as well. Yeah. Everybody out there has a unique opportunity to uh, support the work of JNF and make Giving Tuesday a very, very impactful day for them and really for the entire Jewish world as we laud JNF for bridging the gap between Israel and the diaspora, in this case Israel and uh, our communities here in the United States. Every gift given on the 29th of November, which is this coming Tuesday, uh, will be doubled, will be matched. That's what Giving Tuesday is all about, making sure that the dollars that are contributed go even further and uh, make a greater impact, and you have an opportunity to do so. Uh, As you heard Vivian Grossman mention, aside from... um, 
aside from the uh, JNF Impact blog, which gives you a, a taste and perspective of so many different areas of life in Israel through the eyes of people uh, who are affiliated with JNF, aside from that, uh, you have uh, through Facebook and through uh, uh, Twitter and through um, uh, Instagram and other social media sites a strong JNF presence, which you'll uh, you'll feel when you go online and you start uh, following what they're doing. So you should check that out and enjoy. And um, in terms of Giving Tuesday, uh, everybody out there who has an opportunity should be sharing the link and encouraging people to do as what we've described today, which is double the impact of whatever contribution is given on the 29th of November, a significant date in modern Jewish history. Vivian Grossman, anything else you'd like to add on all of this? This year, you can text your donation as well. Ooh. If you text the word JNF to 800-77-80077, you can text your donation as well. And you can sign up to receive mobile uh, information. You can find out what's ha- if something's happening in Israel or if there's an opportunity in your area. You can uh, receive a text. So, so we, have ex- we have expanded to include every single method of helping support Israel, basically. There you go. A- and the mm-hmm. texting is very simple. You text the word, should people wait till Tuesday to do this? I guess they should. because No, be- be- no they can sign up today. Right. And then th- they can text a donation if they're through their phone on uh, Tuesday. On Tuesday. Okay. Uh, or they can go on the web at www.jnf.org backslash giving Tuesday. That's the uh, site, and uh, or they can text it. All right, so that's or the, they can call their office, local so, office. So the best thing is to text and sign up, and then wait until Tuesday and make sure to double the impact of your donation. The text is uh, you text JNF to eight hundred seven seven. Again, that's JNF to eight hundred seven seven, and the JNF.org slash Giving Tuesday. JNF.org slash Giving Tuesday will give you all the information you need regarding uh, getting and jumping into action this coming Tuesday on behalf of Israel and JNF. Uh, Vivian Grossman, she's the National Chair for Social Media for JNF, and Giving Tuesday, obviously, is their next big event. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much. A pleasure speaking to you and continued success. The organization is built on people like Vivian, uh, a lot of great lay leaders who take an active role and take tremendous pride in helping to grow uh, Israel. That was my conversation with Vivian Grossman uh, during JM and the AM. We spoke about Giving Tuesday. Today is Giving Tuesday. Make sure to go to JNF.org and support their amazing work. Uh, in the aftermath of the fires in Israel, we spoke on JM in the AM with Ariel Cutler, Director of Development for the United States, JNF, who's based in Israel. He gave us an overview about the uh, firefighting situation in general in Israel and, of course, over the last few days. Ariel Cutler with what we can do to help shore up the Israel firefighting units. Uh, that follows next right here on JM Rewind on the Nahum Siegel Network. Our friends at JNF, the Jewish National Fund, who we spoke with extensively about Giving Tuesday last week, uh, remind everybody that their contribution, everyone's contribution, is worth double tomorrow. So keep that in mind. You can go to jnf.org for information, jnf.org for information. Speaking of JNF, Ariel Cutler, our good friend, is with us live via telephone, Director of Development for JNF of America. He is based in Israel, and he could certainly give us an update about what has been happening over the last few days in the Holy Land. Ariel Cutler, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Great to be back with you. Sorry about the circumstances. Yeah. We had better news to share after this uh, crazy last couple of days. Well, let's start from this point, then we'll go backwards. What's happening today? Are the fires under control? Is this a situation that most people are considering to be over? How would you describe Monday in Israel? Baruch Hashem, the fires are out. 
the fires are out. Our firefighters are uh, pretty much back to norm- normal. They're definitely still on high alert. Right. There's definitely a sense that this wasn't a, a mistake, this fire. There's definitely a sense that there may be more like it coming. But at this point, uh, thank God, we are back to normal. We are back to Shidra, uh, as we say it in Israel. We're back to the reality. How... how um how uh, difficult was the situation? I mean, I know that uh, in general, anywhere around the world, even with the best fire departments, it takes time sometimes to get uh, you know wildfires under control. That 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 we know from the way media reports about these things. Um, how would you describe the way the situation was at the height of the situation? Uh, if if it was one fire. That was too big to deal with, like the Carmel fire in December 2010, and we knew what we were dealing with. It would have been, you know, a battle that you know what you're fighting. The problem was that every couple minutes, every half hour, another arson was started around the country. Wow. And it kept pulling the scene of where the fire is and what we're fighting from uh, Zichron to Haifa to Beit Meir, to Natas, to Chalamish, to Dolev, the entire state of Israel was covered with fires. Yeah. To Latrun, to, to the gas station, when you're going down from Jerusalem, that, that, that the gas station, the Char Haggai, that they had to close the Tel Aviv Yerushalayim Highway because they were afraid the gas station would be, would be engulfed in flames because of a Molotov cocktail that was thrown near Natas that, uh, you know, was an arson. Unbelievable. It, it, was, it was unbelievable. I can tell you that Shabbos, we were sitting outside, you know, and, and you, don't know, you don't know what's going on over Shabbos. You have no idea how Shabbos is. But all we, we kept seeing over Shabbos, the firefighting airplanes, and we kept hearing the sirens going, you know, from side to side, heading towards Yerushalayim, knowing that something was going on. And that's when the fire was going on in Nataf, and there were restaurants that were destroyed. There were more homes that were destroyed over Shabbos. So it, it, was, it was a rough couple of days, and thank God things seem to be back to normal, but back to normal, again, we have uh, 700 homes that were damaged in Haifa, right. 37 that were destroyed, there's 569 houses throughout Israel that were destroyed, that were burned down to nothing, uh, 137 people that were injured, this, I mean, thank God nobody was killed. Yeah, it was. it's amazing and a miracle, miraculous nobody was killed, and it is in the billions, the uh, in billions of dollars, the damages done throughout Israel. Uh, Ariel Cutler is with us from Israel as we discuss the the fires. The um, uh, you know, ironically enough, uh, almost uh, well, must have been just a couple of months ago, we spoke with um, we spoke with representatives of the fire department or one of the fire departments that JNF is directly affiliated with and that helps support in Israel. Uh, we know that there has been incredible, I think we could use that word, incredible reaction and support a support system from the United States and from other countries as well to help Israel deal with it, including personnel from other countries, including the U.S., who actually went to help their uh, firefighting brethren fight these fires. But I, I would imagine that Israel and JNF is taking a very close look at the situation and determining that they've got to be even better prepared for something like this in the future than they were at this point, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, listen... We, we've gone a long way since the Carmel fire, and they doubled the force as far as firefighters. But, but the gap of where we have to get to, where we want to be, we're still 550 fire trucks short. 
We're still short 550 fire trucks. They replace the fire trucks that are more than 20 years old and to make sure there's enough fire trucks covering the state of Israel in case of need. Right. And, and I, I hung up earlier with Einat, who's the, the director of finance at the fire commission. She said, she said about $5 million is what they lost in equipment over the last week of fighting. Unbelievable. So, so no question that the firefighters who came from all over the world to help and, and the airplanes that came from Turkey and, and Egypt and, and all over the world and, and, and Greece and, and Cyprus was, was incredible. But yeah. fires happen every day. There's 100,000 calls that I know. fire and rescue services in the state of Israel respond to every single year. And, and it's like and, it, it's sort of like debunking a myth because I remember growing up, you know, when we would see the fire station, you know, in Givat Mordechai in Yerushalayim, and, you know, people would joke, like, you know, it's the easiest job in Israel because there's, <laughs> there's, there's never any calls and most of everything is made out of stone. So, you know, and, and then as time goes on, even before the Carmel fire, which opened everybody's eyes to that situation, uh, you realize, as you just described, that there is constant movement uh, of fire departments throughout the entire country. And, and, you know, we shouldn't believe the myths. We should look at the reality that there's a tremendous amount of support that's needed. There's tremendous amount of support that needed. I'll tell you, one of the biggest naches I have is sending a shul or a donor around America a printout of the last 12 months of what his JNF fire truck did in Israel. Mm. And, you know, you have shuls throughout New York, throughout America, who've donated fire trucks. You have individuals. You send them a report of their fire truck. Their fire truck went out on 500, 800. If it's in a major city, it could be 1,500 life-saving calls in one year. I, I, you know, there's not a lot of stuff you can take with you to Olam Haba, but you can definitely print that list and take it with you when you go up to show, you know, your fire truck saved so many lives. Yep. It's unbelievable, these fire trucks, how many calls they go out, how many lives they save, and, and, and what they really do. And we still have a long way to go uh, to do this. And, you know, you mentioned at the beginning, Giving Tuesday, it's a great opportunity because every dollar we raise is matched. Every dollar is worth two for Israel tomorrow. No and question. it started today, so go online at JNF.org and... And make your difference, and, and let's not wait for the next emergency, because, you know, unfortunately, there will be another one. We don't know. Hopefully, it won't happen. Halavai. But if it does happen, we better be prepared. We better be as ready as we can to make sure that uh, the state of Israel is ready to respond with the fire and rescue services that it needs. And JNF is the only organization that has this relationship with the Israeli government. There was a law passed in order for us to purchase fire trucks together with the Israeli government. We... Only give one third of the cost of a fire truck. A fire truck costs about four hundred, four hundred fifty thousand dollars, and JNF commits to one hundred and twenty-five, and a new fire truck gets on the road and uh, saves lives throughout Israel. So, uh, a lot to do, Nachum. Could say that again. Ariel Cutler is with us from Israel. Giving Tuesday is tomorrow. You can go to the JNF Jewish National Fund website, jnf.org. Remember, everything tomorrow is in fact double your contribution. On Giving Tuesday, and a unique opportunity right now to help respond to what has happened in Israel by helping to rebuild in some ways, but certainly to continue to build Israel's fire department, something that JNF is directly involved with constantly. How about a little philosophy, uh, Ariel? Uh, we always say the enemy is very creative. Uh, what were your thoughts as you realized, like so many others, that they had utilized this method to try to, uh, to, try to uh, affect the Israeli people? So, so I'll tell you, it was interesting. We have an organization that we fund called Hashomer HaChadash, a partner organization called Hashomer HaChadash. We featured, them, we, we featured them Friday morning here. Oh, amazing, amazing. And Hashomer HaChadash 
had 700 volunteers driving around in their private cars up north searching for arsonists trying to start fires. And I can't tell you the amount of fires they were able to stop. It's unbelievable. I would say 40 to 50 fires. These 700 volunteers, the guy who heads at Yoel Zilberman, was, was, was working around the clock, around the clock, around the clock. And so last night, he called me last night at 11 o'clock, and it's the first time in four days I'm going home to put my head down. I just want to say thank you. We couldn't have done it without JNF. And really, that, 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 that stopped fires. Yeah. And to see Israelis who come out socially, you know, it's, it's a social movement to come out and, and say, I, I, want to, I want to take part. I don't want to just sit at home and watch the fires. Let me see what I can do to stop the next fire. And, and what they said was amazing. They stopped cars and they found people in the cars with, with um, gasoline ready to start fires. And um, it, 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 it's, it's nothing that you have intelligence information about. It's not somebody who's coming with a gun. It's any gas station... You, know, you stop at a gas station and you can start a fire with a match. I mean, we use a match to light the Shabbos candles Friday night, you know. We bring Kedusha uh, through uh, lighting a fire. Or, or you bring warmth to your house through lighting a fire. You, you don't do it to destroy buildings and to evacuate 75,000 people from the city of Haifa. And the community of Beit Meir, you know. I mean, uh, OJ, the people who went to learn in OJ, the community's destroyed. Now, now what, is that, what, what does that mean? Start with the yeshiva itself. What's the condition there? I'm not sure the condition of the yeshiva itself. I, I'm telling you that I, I spoke to Paul uh, Goldstein. He's a firefighter in Ashkelon. He called me to say it looks like the area was bombed. He, he, he was fighting the fire there. Friday morning when he got out of fire, fighting the fire there, he called me and he said, Ariel, I can't tell you how bad the situation is. He called me to say that he was riding a fire truck that was donated by a guy from the Young Israel of Woodmere. Huh. And I took some crazy pictures. I'm going to send them to you to send, you know, the, the guy from Young Israel of Woodmere who donated this fire truck. Unbelievable. JNF is collecting, uh, in general, to continue their projects in Israel, as we discussed last week here at JM and the AM. But now is a golden opportunity for everybody to support uh, what they do uh, directly every single day, and that's to deal with the uh, fire departments throughout Israel and get the equipment that's needed and fund uh, whatever's necessary so that uh, when this, God forbid, happens again or the next episode does occur, uh, they are as prepared as possible and will be less reliant on uh, people answering the call from around the world. You can go to jnf.org for information, jnf.org. And don't forget, tomorrow is Giving Tuesday, which means everything you contribute tomorrow, once the Giving Tuesday campaign is kicked off, uh, will be automatically doubled uh, to make your contribution even more effective and welcome. Ariel Cutler, anything else you'd like to add on this? I want to end with the bracha, that the fire trucks and the firefighters are busy sitting at the fire station making sure their truck is ready, but that they never have to go out on the call again. Amen. And, and really, thank you. I want to give a shout-out to the community in Livingston that is raising money for a fire truck and the youngest of Woodmere that's doing another fire truck. And, and really, it's unbelievable. The love and support from the people in America. We are on Michelle. We are one nation even though we're separated by 6,000 miles, and uh, we feel it here, so thank you. Thank you very much for all you do for JNF and the people in the land of Israel. Ariel Cutler, he's Director of Development for JNF of America, based in Israel. Thank you, Ariel. Continued success. That was my conversation with Ariel Cutler of JNF. Go to jnf.org and support all the great work, including the fire prevention uh, material and efforts that JNF continues to fund. During the conversation with Ariel Cutler, you heard him reference Yoel Zilberberg, and the uh, Yoel Zilberman, rather, and the organization Hashomer Hadash. Uh, this was the conversation we had on Friday at the height of the fires in Israel, 
with Yoel Zilberman as he explained what he and all his volunteers are doing to help during the situation. It follows next here on JM Rewind on the Nachum Siegel Network. Many of us have been, uh, if not all of us, have been watching very closely the news from Israel. The fires that have been started back uh, around Tuesday and uh, continued until now, and I believe still continue, we'll find out in a moment. Many of us are wondering what we can do from these thousands of miles away. Yoel Zilberman, Yoel Zilberman is with us live via telephone from Israel with an organization entitled the Hashomer HaChadash and can give us an update here on a Friday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. Yoel, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. Uh, first, first, give us the news. First, tell us what happened earlier in the week to what degree these fires are spread throughout Israel, and then tell us what the situation is today. Look, the situation is that the, the air is very dry, and the wind coming from the east to west, so it means that it's a very, very dry wind. And because it's a very strong wind, so it's a great opportunity to do air and uh, then, uh, you know, uh, make the fires all over, and it's, very, it's becoming very, very hard. Sometimes, uh, you know, impossible to, to stop the fire in many places. And what we see here in Israel in the last uh, three days, uh, it looks like maybe some organized uh, uh, groups and some not, of uh, people that come and do an arson all over the Negev and the Galilee areas, the Jerusalem area. And just in the middle of the night, yesterday night, we saw like a huge fire all over the Galilee. So, so, so essentially, there's no section of Israel that has not been touched by these fires. So right now, there is like uh, more than 50 locations all over Israel that uh, suffered from this arson. Arson, sorry. And uh, what uh, happening here is that uh, what we understood that immediately, if we are not going to have people outside all over in uh, areas that are in risk. So we might get inside a, a, a mass, like a lot more difficult situation. So in the last uh, 30, 36, a little bit more uh, uh, of hours uh, from now, we started uh, with uh, hundreds of volunteers that came from all over Israel, left everything and came uh, to do patrols all over, and uh, actually making a presence like a neighborhood watch, making sure that nobody burning anything. And on the other hand, making sure that uh, if there is something, somebody there, so we will catch him before we will do the. Right. Uh, it, will, it will make this fire happen. Are, are are these fires right now relatively under control? And are there still a lot of displaced persons in Israel as Shabbat is about to begin? So uh, right before Shabbat, I can tell you that uh, there is few areas that the, Shabbat, the fire is under control. Just in Haifa, for example, there is more than six hundred houses that are damaged that are completely burned. And there is many other uh, houses all over the area of Jerusalem and many small villages in the Galilee. But right now, just in the last five minutes, I got a call about another fire in another location. And I can tell you that all over the time, people trying to make this airsons uh, from uh, Arabic villages going out and trying to do this airsons. Right now, we're having 30 different locations of Ashomer Hadash volunteers that in each location we have between three to six teams 
the driving and going all over. It means that hundreds of people, like between three to five people in each car, or walking, you know, uh, doing presents in every region. And so you can imagine how many people are all over these areas. I can give you many examples, like yesterday night, that volunteers come into some area and see a car running away, and then they see a bonfire like, that tries to burn the tree. And they're smelling, you know, the oil, and they're smelling, you know, the, 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 the smell of someone that's trying to, to create a big fire, not something small. And because they, they got there very fast and saw that, they made sure that they, uh, they can shut it down. And there is a village that was just uh, 200, yard, 200 yards from this uh, location. So you can imagine, like many other places in Israel, what happened, what could happen if they wasn't there. Yo- this is part of what we see in the, the last... Uh, uh, hours. Yoel Zoberman is with us uh, live from Israel on this Erev Shabbat. Uh, Hashomer Hadash, Hashomer Hadash is the organization. All right, so what what, what can you use from us? Um, what what are the needs right now in order to help people in Israel from thousands of miles away? Look, right now um, we are doing very hard work, and we need the equipment to shut these fires. Except that we are uh, trying to buy as much as we can. We try to look for 15 drones, so they will be able, you know, to take uh, big uh, uh, areas to give us a big picture right. of what's going on in, in a, a big amounts of areas. Right. And except that, it's a uh, it's tools, you know, to shut down the fires and uh, uh, you know fill up holding waters and things like that. And uh, have every help that people can give can be great. What is a uh, what? What does a drone cost? We try to do all that from here. What does a drone cost to do that? The drone cost it's about five thousand uh, dollars. The drone that can uh, give you a picture in the night. Also, there's simple drone that can give you a picture in the day. But yesterday night, for example, I saw by my eyes at least five places with the uh, airspace that was in the middle of the night. So if you want to to catch these people, you have to see like to have a and night vision uh, abilities. Right. So this is the cost of a drone that has these abilities, and this is what we're trying to look for. I assume people can contribute through the website. It's hashomer.org.il, hashomer, H-A-S-H-O-M-E-R.org.il. Am I correct that that's where people can donate to the cause? Exactly, and there is also a Shomer site in the Facebook. Okay. If someone trying to get us in the site and there is any problem, so we can get us also... In the Facebook, it's called the Hashomer Hadash. In English, all Hashomer Hadash in Hebrew, it will get these two options, and it can write us, and it will get the straight away uh, answer. This might be an ill-timed question, but I've got to ask it: What does Hashomer Hadash do when there aren't fires uh, threatening Israel? Look, Hashomer Hadash and our mission statement is to keep the lands of Israel through social, active, and education. We are going to end 2016 with more than 40,000 volunteers. 2,500 of them came from the United States in the last year. And what we are trying to do, we're actually trying, like every kid should touch the Western wall with his five fingers and fill the Western wall and take it as part of his identity. We believe that every young person in the Jewish world has to get his uh, personality to be connected to the land of Israel. Mm. As part of who he is and part of who, he, like, who we are as a nation. So what we're doing, we're actually helping to farmers all over Israel uh, farmers that are in a situation that uh, suffering from damages of uh, uh, mafias, you know, and, and uh, uh, groups of people that try to take them away from their land. And in the last seven years, 
eight years, what we did, we, we established a movement with educational programs and uh, opportunities to volunteer in the Shomer Hadash between one day to 13 months. So also people from uh, uh, more areas, from the United States or from abroad, wherever they are, are more than welcome to come and take, uh, take place, take part, to become partners in this uh, movement. It's growing and growing, and uh, we're looking for uh, uh, more people that will become uh, like us, people that are connected to the land, loving the land, and making sure that we're having this land for uh, many years forward, for always. Yoel Zilberman from Hashomer HaChadash. If you want to help, it's hashomer.org.il. His group of uh, volunteers are doing what they can to make sure the uh, arson uh, episodes I'm stop. I'm just, correct- I'm just correcting you. The, the site is Shomer, uh, Shomer, uh, line Israel. Org. Il. Okay, here we. Here, I, I <laughs> not to argue with you, but we accessed your site with the following address, which might be even ah, okay. e- which might be okay. even easier for our listeners. Hashomer. Org. Il. Hashomer. Org. Il. They are working hard to uh, to do what they can uh, to get these arson attacks on Israel to stop. That's number one. And if there are fires uh, or where there are fires, to do what they can. Uh, to actually put them out and get them under control. Yoel, kolakavod to you. Thank you so much for joining us. I can imagine it's going to be a very challenging Shabbat, but I will wish you a Shabbat Shalom, and let us know if our listeners can do more for uh, HaShomer HaChadash. Thank you so much. Have a Shabbat Shalom. Quiet Shabbat for all of us. Thank yes, you. Bezrat Hashem. Friday morning broadcast on this Erev Shabbat, Parshat Chayi Sarah. Again, if you want to help out, this is a volunteer effort that is doing remarkable things all the time, but right now they have a very, very big challenge ahead, as does everybody in Israel, uh, who are trying to fight the fires and trying to uh, cut down and eliminate the arson attacks on the Holy Land. Go to hashomer.org.il, hashomer.org.il for information, or just search on Facebook or on your web browser, hashomer hachadash, with an A, ha, hashomer You're listening to JM in the AM. That was my conversation with Yoel Zilberman of Hashomer HaChadash. We will start to wrap things up with some music for you on a JM Rewind edition. Thank you for listening to the Nachum Siegel Network. והצל משחקים שוב תופסת השולחן ארוך, תמונות ילדות על הקיר שיירות לבנות חוזרות מבית כנסת והריח הזה שסורק לי את הלב מתגנב, מתגנב ופותח דלתות אל שעובר אצלנו במשך דורות מתנות קטנות מי שהוא שלח לי מתנות קטנות רסיסים של כוונה עיגולים של אמונה מתנות קטנות מי שהוא שלח לי מתנות קטנות כמו הכוח לקבל את מה ש... שישי, 
מרפשת ועיתון, השמש כמו הדאגות לאט נמחקת. מנגינות פשוטות, זוחלות מהחלון, ושום שערה כבר לא תסתיר פה את השקט. מתנות קטנות, משהוא שלח לי מתנות קטנות. רסיסים של כוונה, עיגולים של אמונה, מתנות קטנות, משהוא שלח לי מתנות קטנות, כמו הכוח לקבל את מה שאין, את מה שיש, מה עוד אפשר כבר שורט לי את הלב, מתגנב, מתגנב, ופותח דלתות, אל אושר קטן, אל אותו שיר ישן, שעובר אצלנו במשך דור, מתנות קטנות, שהוא שלח לי מתנות קטנות, רסיסים של כוונה. עיגולים של אמונה, מתנות קטנות, משהוא שלח לי מתנות קטנות, כמו הכוח לקבל את מה שאין, את מה שיש, מה עוד אפשר כבר Oh, 
מקרוב לא אוהבים, אוהבתו יסודו ורוצי סבונו, הטוב וחרטונו, מקרוב לא אוהבים, אוהבתו יסודו ורוצי סבונו, אוי הטוב וחרטונו, מקרוב לא אוהבים, אוהבתו יסודו ורוצי סבונו, הטוב וחרטונו, מקרוב לא אוהבים, אוהבתו יסודו ורוצי סבונו, Oh, oh, oh. 
the city of my fathers, Jerusalem of gold. Each mountain tells a story, each stone a tale unfolds. The legacy of a nation 5,000 years old. It's right outside my window, and I can't help but feel an emotion so intense. I know it has to be real. The land of my fathers, the land of my fathers. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they walked through the land, the land of my fathers. Of decisions that await me in this lifetime ride The clouds are slowly parting, the message becomes clear We're in Yerushalayim, grasp the Torah that is here It beckons me to follow in the steps of those before It's the path of the righteous, it will always endure The land of my father Puts everything in place This has been JM Rewind, where we get an opportunity to check out some of the things that have been happening on JM and the AM over the last couple of weeks. I thank you very much for tuning in. Keep it here at the Nahum Siegel Network and continue to enjoy our amazing programming. JM Rewind, a production of the Nahum Siegel Network, and I thank you for listening.